It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Braves, part of the Locked On MLB Network and the Locked On Podcast Network, found wherever your favorite podcast may be located, whether that be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, or wherever your smart device may be. Locked On Podcast, we bring you your favorite sports team's daily updates, Monday through Friday. We are here for you every day of the week. All right, Braves fans, I know the off day was... uh, uh, a bit of a chore, as all off days tend to be. Kind of struggle trying to find things to listen to. Luckily, you got to hear me wax philosophic about why Max Freed is so incredibly amazing. Uh, but as we get ready for the game tonight, 6.40 first pitch today, so a little bit earlier than usual. Atlanta traveling to Cincinnati, and tonight will be Kevin Gosman, who to this point has been the second best pitcher in the Braves rotation. Who has all, He has been very, very good, worth about .5 F war, which if, if you're not big into war stats or whatever, Essentially, what I can tell you is, statistically speaking, he has been the second-best pitcher on the staff behind only Max Freed, facing Sonny Gray, who a lot of people wanted him for the Braves. I did not in particular. Sonny's a guy that's a lot like Julio in that uh, he doesn't have overpowering stuff, tends to give up a lot of home runs. But this year, he's had a pretty decent year. 2.79 ERA despite an 0-3 record, 22, uh, 22 strikeouts and 19 in the third, only six walks. So it's been a pretty good start to the season for Sonny Gray. For Atlanta, what you're feeling good about is this Cincinnati lineup is atrocious. Uh, if you look at their value overall offensively, they are, as an offense, at negative 2.2 F war. Uh, that is abysmal. And that's good news. This is another team for you to uh, to try to get your bullpen right, give them an easier lineup that hasn't really started hitting yet, which is kind of weird. It's a, it's a lineup that features a Eugenio Suarez, Yasiel Puig, Joey Votto. There's some names in that lineup. Really, the only one they're they're really missing is uh, is Scooter Jeanette, their outstanding second baseman. But for whatever reason, they just haven't turned it on yet. Alex Wood will not be pitching in this matchup, unfortunately. I always like Woody. I'd like to see him pitch. Uh, miss him a little bit. But you'll get Gosman and Sonny Gray tonight. You'll get Mike Soroka facing Tanner Roark on Wednesday, which that should be a pretty interesting matchup. I'm excited to see what Soroka does for an encore to see if he's even sharper than he was in his first start. Tanner Roark, a guy that has traditionally been very tough on the Braves for whatever weird reason, is a guy that just throws a ton of strikes. Then on Thursday, you'll see Julio Tehran scheduled to face Anthony DiSclefini. We'll see if that ends up being Julio. We'll see. Uh, there, there's some rumblings that somebody else might get a call-up to, to get a start there. Um, but Mike fulton did not end up having a good outing. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. Mike fulton getting rocked again in Gwinnett. Not sure what's going to happen. 
you may end up seeing some rumblings could be that Newcomb could come up and take Julio's start and Julio get pushed back a day or could be Newcomb comes up and fills in one more week for Fulte if they feel like they need to stretch him out one more time. I, I don't really know. When you're talking about Fulte, I think some of it has to do with the fact that he's in AAA and not in, not in the pros right now, so he's just kind of throwing to throw. He's not really dialed in. Part of it is that he missed almost all of spring training, so he's still got to knock some of the rust off. He's still got to get into his groove. I, I'm not worried about him yet. I think he'll be fine. I don't think last year was some sort of fluke. When you look at what he was doing, it wasn't just people just weren't hitting him. It was a change in pitching philosophy in addition to his mechanics. I really think that, that Fulte's going to be absolutely fine. Uh, I would not start to push the panic button until unless you started getting into May and Fulte still wasn't ready to come up to the big squad. Then I'd be hitting that panic button. But the emergence of Max Freed has made that a little bit more palatable. You, you've seen it today. You've seen it. Uh, you'll, you'll see it a lot more this season. Max is starting to get national recognition for what he's been doing, and it is about time that the Braves have had a young pitcher who not only is getting that national attention but looks to be the real deal. Julio was the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, and he came up and really for most of his career, he's he's done – what we thought. I don't know that he ever really reached that level that we thought he would. That 2016 year was stupendous, but I don't. I don't know if uh, because expectations were set so high for Julio that he ever really reached them in most people's mind. But Max is a guy that he might actually get there. And if you talk about Mike Soroka, the only thing holding him back is health. When you look at Soroka's arsenal, we're talking about that sinker that he's throwing 95-96 that moves a ton. You're talking about that curveball that he can control, that changeup that he can control really well with a four-seamer on top of it. Soroka's yet another guy that you feel extremely confident in going out there. So the the Braves should be in good hands this week. There's some interesting matchups. I want to see how the Braves' offense does in Great American Small Park in Cincinnati. should be a fun one to, to witness. I expect the offense to continue the surge that they started the final two games of the Cleveland series. should be a fun series, as usual. Just get the win there as you get ready to, uh, to face Colorado again. This time in Atlanta, I believe. Uh, I believe they will be heading back to Atlanta on Friday. They will. Uh, that is the one where it's Antonio Senzatella looking like that might be Sean Newcomb or Mike Fultonevich. But first things first, go in there against an offense that's really struggling. Put it paid to him. Get the bullpen right. Give some guys uh, like Jesse Biddle, who you saw started doing really well in Cleveland, might be might be kind of getting over those two horrible outings in a row. Get Wes Parsons some time, who, who had a, a bad outing in Cleveland. Just kind of let him put that behind him. This is a team that you can kind of do that with. This is a get-right series. And it's good news for the Braves because anytime you can have a get-right series and push yourselves to a little bit farther over 500, that's good time for the Braves. This is something that they need to separate themselves a little bit as nobody in the National League East has really taken hold of the division yet and and really put their stamp on it. Everybody's kind of floundering a little bit. There's not a whole lot of consistency. So hopefully the Braves can find that, win yet another series, and get themselves in prime position to really make their mark. When we come back, we're going to talk about the offense for a little bit and what if anything, Josh Donaldson has done differently to start coming around. So stick on through the break. We'll be right back here on Locked on Braves. Okay, guys, let's talk about sex. Not just any sex. I'm talking about good sex. The kind you used to have back when you ruled the bedroom. Everybody, every man alive wants to have that confidence in the bedroom. And thanks to my friends at BlueChew.com, you can. 
Blue Chew is the first chewable ED pill with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you can take it with confidence. You can take them anytime, so you can keep that spontaneity alive, and your wife will thank you for it. And guys without ED, this isn't just for men with ED. This is for any guy who's looking to take that next step, who's ready to up their performance in the bedroom. Most guys talk the talk, stand out from the crowd with Blue Chew. And since Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped directly to your door, Blue Chew is cheaper and way less awkward than the other leading brands. Go to BlueChew.com, use the promo code MLB to get your first shipment for free. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, BlueChew.com, promo code MLB to get your first shipment delivered discreetly to your door today. BlueChew.com, skip the awkwardness. Welcome back to Locked On Braves, everybody. Before the break, I told you we were going to talk about the offense, and in particular, Josh Donaldson, who seemingly in that Cleveland series all of a sudden came to life, mashing two homers in in, uh, Sunday's game, which really, really mashed him. I told you yesterday, hit that one to oppo, crushed one to left field. Just looks a lot more comfortable, finally. Looks like he's finally settling in after not getting a a ton of time in spring training. Feeling, feeling a little bit better about himself now. He's finally got himself on the board. He's been raking all year. They just haven't been falling. Even though the numbers were down, and if you just stat line scouted, it didn't look good for Donaldson. If you dug deeper into his numbers, into his, his stat cast, you started looking at things like his hard hit rate or his expected slugging and numbers like that, they were through the roof. His hard hit rate has been insane. He has been absolutely crushing the ball on par with Acuna. They just haven't been falling. That's that's the sort of bad luck that you can look at and you can tell when it's going to change or not. Dansby Swanson is another one. Dansby's in a little bit of a rut right now, but if you look deeper into Dansby's numbers, he's hitting the ball extremely hard. He's not chasing the ball. He's only got a 17% chase rate. So he's going to get over the slump. The numbers are backing up that, that what you saw at the beginning of the season for Dansby was not a fluke, that really this part that he's in right now is the fluke. And with, Don- with Donaldson giving you the, the type of defense that he's really giving you at this point, if he can stay healthy enough to, to get you 130, 140 games this season, that is a monstrous addition to this Braves team. Doesn't excuse no bullpen help, but it is a phenomenal, phenomenal addition to this lineup. And it does help the offense, at least, when you're talking about competing with guys like Los Angeles or Milwaukee. Doesn't help the bullpen, but offensively, strike for strike, and homer for homer, it helps out. Because right now the Braves are running seven deep in their lineup. If Ender could stop rolling the ball to second base, you'd be eight for eight. Unfortunately, Ender Inciarte is playing himself out of a job, quite frankly. In that Cleveland series, it was a little odd. You saw Matt Joyce get two starts in a row. I don't know if they were just trying to find a way to work him in there, if it was because they didn't like something that Camargo had been doing. I don't know what it was. Um, good for Matt to get himself some playing time. Didn't do too much with it, but... Um, Good, good to see him get some playing time in there. He's the guy that the Braves are going to need because the Braves bench players, they have a, a really high slugging percentage, over over 500. But pinch hitting, surprisingly enough, they do not. And that's guys like Charlie Culberson, who is batting something like 400 this year in his limited time. Guys like Camargo, who's hitting in the 260s, I believe. Uh, Matt Joyce, who we remember had that home run in the Philly series to start off his season. Those are guys that have done pretty well. Overall, for the season, Joyce is kind of sitting around 200 for the average, but 
you know, if you dig deeper than the average, then you'll see that Joyce has actually been better than Duval was for us and hasn't been horrible. These guys, these are guys that have done well when they've had opportunities, but for whatever reason, in the pinch hit at bats, they have not done that well. And it, most likely, you know, all three of those guys, maybe they tend to be guys that that need more than one at bat to really settle into the game. Camargo definitely seems to be that way. Um, they all take pitches. They all take their walks. Charlie is a guy that we know last year was was so important for this Braves team and was such a revelation after being a guy that was all glove and no bat early in his career. Comes over to Atlanta for nothing in the uh, the Adrian Gonzalez and the the Matt Kemp deal. Or not, yeah, in the Matt Kemp deal, which brought in Adrian Gonzalez and Scott Casimir and Charlie Culberson. And uh, Culberson was essentially thought of as a throwaway, showed himself out to be the most important member of that trade out of everybody, had himself a fantastic year a season ago, pretty much won us four or five games against the Nationals on his own. He hit six homers against that club alone. And he's done a lot of the same thing this year. He's hitting the ball well. You haven't got to see him play defense a whole lot. He's essentially just been relegated to the bench, which in all honesty, is where you want a guy like Charlie Culberson. If you've got a guy like Culberson coming off the bench to pitch hit or if somebody gets hurt, that's that's a deeper bench than saying that you have to platoon Charlie or use him every other day. That's when you start looking at thin benches, and that's what hurt the Braves so much last season was they just had no depth on the team aside from the starters. This year you've added a little bit of depth. Could be a little bit deeper, but when you've got McCann who's hitting as well as he is, Flowers, who's hitting really well right now, hitting the ball hard all over the place. Everybody, really, aside from Joyce, has been mashing the ball. Joyce and Ender. Ender's a problem. you got to figure out something to do with him. He's he. I don't know what Matt Vaskersian was talking about when he said that Ender was starting to come out of his slump because he had hits in four straight games. Ender's not coming out of anything. He had that one day on Saturday where he took a ball opposite field and Braves fans got excited because usually when Ender goes oppo, it means he's he's seeing the ball well. So everybody started getting excited. Oh, he's going to come out of it. Ender's a horrible starter anyway, but this is bad even for him. It's like clockwork. Death, taxes, Ender and Ciarte grounding to second base. Every single at-bat, it looks to be the same exact thing, just rolling over to second base. And you you can't quite have that. He. I know he's a phenomenal defender, but you talk about what you can get with Camargo offensively. Ronald Acuna can play a, a good defensive center field anyway. You've got Matt Joyce. You've got Charlie Culberson. You've got Nick Marcakis, who's also hitting the ball extremely well. You can figure things out. You cannot continue to run Ender out there if he's going to hit this way. And I think even Brian Snicker will see that, and even Brian Snicker will will start to sit him more often if he can't figure out some way to start hitting the ball, even against righties, which is pretty much the only time Ender's playing right now anyway. If he can't figure out a way to to start putting the ball in play or at least uh, getting on base somehow, whether that's a walk, whether that's little slap singles, I don't care. He just has to find some way to do something other than hit a a 40-mile-an-hour grounder to the second baseman because this is starting to get really, really pathetic, and it's starting it it drags the Braves' offense down. Luckily, in a couple of those games, everybody else picked up the slack so much that it didn't really matter when you've got Donaldson hitting a homer in two consecutive innings, Freddie's doubling all over the place, and everybody else is just hitting the ball all into gaps and getting themselves on base. But at at some point during the season, you're going to come up to those points where Ender is in a – a important spot and he can't hit the ball and the Braves lose a game because of it. 
And in this division, I keep harping on it. I keep sounding like a broken record, but I keep saying it because it's absolutely true. This division is going to be so tight that you're going to be counting all the games that you potentially give away. The same thing we do with the bullpen. If Ender doesn't start picking it up, we'll be doing the same thing with Ender and Ciarte. Maybe he can get it turned around here against Cincinnati. This is the right ballpark to do it. This is the right team to do it against who I still think they're a pretty talented team. I think they're an underrated talent roster. I think their roster is underrated as far as individual players go. Haven't put it together yet. Go in there. Let's get another couple wins. Let's win this series. Maybe let's get a sweep in here, guys. But at the very least, let's go ahead and win this series. Go on back home and get ready to play Colorado, a team that has somehow been even worse offensively than Cincinnati, as the Braves can really kind of plant their flag on the NL East right now and try to build themselves up and and grab first place and see if they could run with it. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on Locked on Braves. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.